and we're live, live, live. <laughs> By live, I mean we're recording. <laughs> right. We are alive, both of us. Let's celebrate that. Barely. I mean, it's been a long day of meetings, so I don't I know, know if I can be considered alive. <laughs> right. Not a lot, but still alive. We're still here. How are you doing? It's been a week, uh, but okay. But but still okay. Actually, today has been super, super warm. It was like 25 Celsius uh, out. So 25 like, in Amsterdam is like a 35 in Portugal, I feel like. Uh, really, really hot. And so you just feel not lazier, but like you're will and motivation to be in calls all day with headphones and stuff it's, right it's it goes down a little bit but it's good uh, i think that the sun just does wonders for your mental health i think <laughs> yeah 100%. everything feels like yeah it's, it's better this is better but no it'll rain next week so still, I'll, I'll enjoy it while wah, it lasts. Wah, wah. what about you yeah it's been good uh busy weeks on my end to on this new team, I feel like I'm growing a lot every week. I'm learning a lot of th- new things. Um, yeah, it's been it's been fun, interesting, and challenging at the same time. So, can't wait yeah. to have enough distance between us and this project and this adventure <laughs> that we can talk about it without. I know being, it's you know, so it's so tricky. Super like, obvious. I never feel about... like I can <laughs> talk much about <laughs> what I what I'm doing, even though I, I know I want to. But um, yeah, hopefully it'll come out at some point sooner rather than later i'm super proud of the work uh it's been it's been really good can't wait to see it yeah but also like working in this stealth mode a startup like ugh. sometimes it is uh it is like frustrating i'm not frustrating it's just like you just build up all this energy and and because you also don't get external feedback sometimes like you even doubt everything like is this even mm-hmm. good um we we're fortunate enough to tweet out the mac app icon yeah you uh, had a teaser week. out yeah that's cool which, which felt good it was like the first time we shared anything yeah um so that was that was good that was fun that gave it gave us a little bit of do a, you want to talk about like that energy. a little bit i feel like the the icon was super cool as soon as i saw it i was like Thanks. "Ooh, nice i i really like it and immediately also felt oh yeah this is super list right because i remember oh, nice. what i remember from super list is the home page with like the 3d elements i don't know right. if that's still the home page but yeah it, it still is. it felt in line with the vibe yeah i actually i don't know how much i can talk about it but let's just say that like our brand has been solidifying and we we, we are teasing out or or showing hints of where we're going uh not just the website uh i would say the website is like maybe one step behind the current state of the brand mm. but look at the app icon and look at our twitter and like social media uh, avatars and you know pro- profile pictures and you'll get you'll get a hint that there's some like depth and 3d stuff in it it's it's pretty cool. Uh, nice. I like it. Well, you know, I've been loving 3D. <laughs> lately, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Cool. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Uh, I want to ask you a question, an actual design question. Hey, as a designer, this is something I've been thinking about, and it's surprisingly hard to get a good answer. Um, what is your take on using opacity in text? And there's... Like I think there's two big uh, things to take into account. One is how that opacity would uh, affect contrast, and I think that's like the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, how that can affect performance, because it's a rather like computational expensive thing to to be rendering. Are we talking about a web page here, or uh, maybe an app? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh huh. 
because all right, like if if you want to have, uh, let's say that you're building a website. Let's say you're building web. Let's say you're building a website, mm-hmm. and you want to be able to change like background colors and stuff for the website. Yep. Uh, like dark and light mode or whatever. Yep. Uh, or maybe you have like the dark and like darkest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know how like Twitter's dark mode has like this blue tint kind of yeah. to it. Um, so if you wanted to to create a set of text uh, styles that hopefully could adapt to that background change. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just set it to a, a completely neutral gray, um, sometimes that gray doesn't work very well with 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 with, with those backgrounds. Oh yeah. yeah so it'd be nice sure. to let to give it some opacity to let some of that tint at least shine through. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm wondering like if that opacity could affect in a negative way uh, contrast and, and again performance is still is still well okay let, no, let's let's me. take it one at a time I think um, contrast it's all about the opacity that you set right <laughs> so mm-hmm. of course or, like we're thinking like highs up like yeah like 70, a, 80s, yeah like I would just think you know you just set it to something reasonable um, and basically like you can always uh, what's the app contrast app like yeah. you could always like use the eyedropper and see the end re- does the end result pass um like contrast checks and yeah. stuff like that but generally if you're maybe you in my mind like you're doing the main text on your page is 100 percent opacity and then you have some like subdued text which is like a lower right. opacity probably um so like your title main, description or exactly yeah so your main text is 100 percent your subdued things is maybe like 70% like around that yeah. level going below that is a bit of risky territory um i think you can in some instances where you have like a placeholder or something like that sometimes like you go a bit lower um but yeah like i would tread carefully but i i think that's totally reasonable um then there's the performance thing and uh, that's kind of a surprise to me i mean i'm i'm not entirely surprised that there would be a performance cost i just have never seen it personally um and i've mm-hmm. i mean i've made apps not that they were used by a lot of people but that were scrolled very quickly um and i have made certainly made tons and tons of websites with opacity with no real lag that was caused by this so i'm i'm not sure like i'd be curious to to dive into where that that performance issue is one thing that i do know is back in my days on checkout like a while back chrome had not performance issues but rendering issues with transparent Mm. text where and that is like pre-retina days where Mm. it would somehow like the anti-aliasing would get messed up uh, when you mm-hmm. did transparent text. And so I actually had to like write a, um, damn, what? Oh, a SAS. I had to write a SAS <laughs> function that would basically take a background color and a foreground color and like a percentage opacity and it would bake in the color to create a, an is. opaque color. Right. That like is equivalent to like a transparent color. That's a good alternative. Yeah. Um, By the way, just roughly from my very limited tests, it feels like performance-wise, the most expensive operations are masking and clipping is mm. super expensive. 
Uh, second comes blurs or any kind of like filtering thing you're doing on top, like uh, filter as in like CSS filters, you know. Uh, third, shadows and then transforms. Lastly, transparency. I'd say transforms. Also. Right. Okay. Just on a web. Right. Right. Um, yeah. True. So all of these opacities probably the, the the best one for you to get by, but but yeah, to your point, like because designing a lot of stuff, uh, most of the stuff I design is like against a white background or something, or usually like a a, a background that you can rely on, like you know what background is going to be, and at that point, like just I'm going to have a bunch of black text and gray text, and so it felt weird for me, like it felt weird to apply transparency and stuff. When, well, I can just give you that gray. I know what gray it is, right. and it feels better. Like, why apply opac- opacity when you can just give it the actual color? So that's, like, an Atlify and all, you know, just all the stuff I've been doing recently, that, that's how I've been doing. I would default to, like, avoid opacity if you don't need it, mm. right? So I've been wired to, like, try to avoid it. Uh, but now, like, opacity gives me, I think, m- more gains than, but my brain is still wired to tr- avoid it if you can. But in this case, the avoiding it would be somehow, uh, yeah, grab like that color from the background, do a quick calculation to see, you know, against the white background or whatever it is, a tr- a, you know, transparency, grab that color and apply that color and just feel so much yeah. more stuff to think about, so much more logic that I've yeah. been reconsidering these things. Especially if your background is like a set, color right the background doesn't mm-hmm. change i think in in my case we were i was designing checkout so merchants had the ability to change the background color and then i also had it so that the text color would update based on the background color so depending on mm. whether like it would uh it would check like the contrast basically between the two and if the contrast wasn't enough it would flip so if you made the background dark then it would make the tar- the text white and have different variations of white um, versus if you made the background light, then it would make the text black. But for example, like you you mentioned, if you make your background color like bright red, well, first, that doesn't look really good. But two, mm-hmm. if, you, if I had hard-coded like a gray, a neutral gray, it would look terrible yeah. <laughs> against the red background, whereas the opacity looks better, um, yeah. even if it was, and, like, ended and- up being computed. And it can provide better contrast. Actually, I found um, Material Design, they address this mm. uh, using text opacity. And the actual the example that they give is exactly that. It's, it's a, a red, pinkish background with uh, black text on top with 75% opacity versus like a, effectively the equivalent of a 75% opacity of black text against a white background. So it's like a dark gray. And that dark gray looks way worse. Yeah. Like, it doesn't pass any contrast checks, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, interesting. So, so that's better. However, and this is where maybe I, like, com- complicate things further. Because um, you talked a bit about uh, modes, right? Like, the different colors for dark modes and light modes right. and stuff like that. Um, I would avoid basically having, like, your... Say your base color is black and then you have opacities right like so maybe your subdued is like 60 percent, let's say um i would avoid just changing the top level color for your for your modes so Mm -hmm. so like one way you could do this is like i have my base color is either black or white 
right? And then my opacities stay the same between the, the light mode and the dark mode. And what I would say is I would try to avoid that because mm. a the the actual I, I don't know if, if it if it pans out in like when you do the contrasting right it, it with mm-hmm. the app and and check the WCAG contrast but in like just human like I'm lo- looking at this text a text with zero point six opacity against a white background and against a, a black background doesn't have the same contrast yeah. to the eye. So like I always actually have to end up changing what that opacity is even between light mode and dark mode. Light mode. Yeah. And not just keep this the same opacity. So that's something I would look look out for. Also if you're doing a mode with a tint, it's not absolutely necessary, but like if you're doing a Twitter thing where you're doing like a blue tint, I would also say <laughs> maybe you shouldn't you well you can use transparency and that would be fine and that that's better than just using the same neutral grays everywhere but a lot of what they do in those cases is the grays will actually skew towards blue a little bit more and so actually it actually ends up does end up being better to have a solid color that has like a a color shift to it so that it like matches that cool tone and one place where personally i notice it all the time is shadows if you're Mm -hmm. doing something or you're doing cool grays make your all of your shadows and you can still use opacity if you want but make your shadows a dark blue instead of making them a dark black (laughs) Uh, because then your shadow is totally neutral against your your background which is cool and then it'll look like you kind of have this brown shadow yeah um so it's like technically opacity is always better than hard coding like a single color to be used across all modes Mm -hmm. but the best is to tailor colors for each and every one of the of the color themes that you're doing good stuff this has been helpful appreciate that i'm sure you knew all Um, these things but I, i i do think it's it's pretty interesting like there's it reminded me that there's there's a lot of considerations that have to go into yeah. to these modes yeah i i haven't played as much with with the color and experiment with like different stuff uh as much as i am now so there's a lot of like i just haven't really flexed these muscles much so is you know I'm i'm trying to effectively i'm looking for any blind spots that i might have so like talking through this is helpful um and yeah, appreciate it. Cool beans. We talked about design. Boom. Uh, we renewed our podcast design nice. Now I feel bad that we didn't start with this. <laughs> Maybe we can start with this. <laughs> Through the magic the of power editing. of editing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Should yeah, we talk about... That was good. <laughs> should we talk about working out? <laughs> sure. I put a thing in the notes, which is, Kevin goes to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> there it is here you go welcome to layout <laughs> surprise surprise uh i mean yeah our show has always been a mix of so many things um <laughs> i i feel like it's been in my mind it's like well documented that i'm not a gym kind of person uh-huh. <laughs> generally it's been established in I'm, the layout cinematic universe yeah like i'm i was never that into sport as a kid you know i was a big nerd 
um, preferred spending my time on a computer <laughs> uh, most you of nerd. the time. And uh, <laughs> I, but I, I like going out. I like doing things. I, you know, I'm always, the way I, I qualify myself is like, I, I may not be good <laughs> in different sports, but I like, you know, going out and participating and like, you know, sometimes like if some people are playing, I don't know, like sometimes like, I don't know when we we're like younger, like my brother would be playing ba- uh, basketball or something. And like, I would join him for a bit and get bored. But like, you know, I, I would never like really be like super into it, but I, I, I'm like a casual, you know, the same way that like some people are casual gamers. I'm like a casual uh-huh. <laughs> sports person, <laughs> like never really like fully get into something specific, but always you're into to... the activity itself, not about the sport or the skill yeah. or even winning. You just, you enjoyed being active. Yeah. For me, it's like an excuse. Being a part of it. We're going to be outside and like, we're going to, we're going to have fun and we're going to, and Fair enjoy enough. the time with with people, but like I don't specifically care about the sport. Um, and in the past, like I've tried going to the gym a few times, um, and it's never been really that successful. <laughs> okay, like I would go like once or twice. And I have I no idea where this is going, but my <laughs> I would just cancel. Um, mm. So. And here, like, obviously because of COVID, like, there's been long long lockdowns and stuff. And so gyms were closed for a while uh, until recently because now summer is, like, right around the corner and things are starting to reopen again, including gyms. And so Wei, my partner, he's super into going to the gym and, like, working out and stuff like that. And uh, he used to go with a friend, but now, like, that's not really happening anymore. Um so it was like, hey, well, like, why don't why don't we go together? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, okay. And I, f- <laughs> this is like, he was like, let me let me introduce you to this, a part of my world, right? Pretty much, yeah. And he's yeah, been amazing. Yeah. I like teach. He's basically my my personal trainer. Like, I'm <laughs> right. so helpless. <laughs> I I like really like wouldn't know where to go or what to do in the in the mm-hmm. gym. But um, yeah. So I've been like trying this out and we've been going a whole bunch like in the last in the last week i think we went three four five times um so like almost every day basically uh i i at first i was like is this going like a bit too all in (laughs) initially but i actually feel like maybe it's it's better to be just like no just build the habit just assume you're going every day <laughs> then like if you're not going like today for example because we're rec- recording the podcast but um then it's an exception but like the rule should be that you just like don't even think about it right. you're just going to the gym right um but i do feel like i of all the times that i've tried in the past this is the most successful i've been <laughs> so far <laughs> i like okay. going to the gym and i think part of it is one having someone who's like really into it who's really great at like teaching me and showing me around so that's helpful i think there's something additional which is hey we've been on lockdown for so long that even just going out of the house feels glorious like it feels like this amazing activity (laughs) that we're doing (laughs) we're going on this adventure every day uh just like being able to go out of the house it's nice and warm outside, so it's good. Like, we want to go out. 
there's not that like temperature barrier preventing us from going um but i also feel like i've been trying to change my mindset around working out because <laughs> i've always you always hear those those people and uh, some of them on podcasts being like oh i couldn't you know not work out like oh i feel so much better after working out or whatever and right. i have never felt that that, that way <laughs> I've, I've always been like you're like what a bunch of liars like there's no you're way full of shit. <laughs> yeah I, I was like there's no <laughs> way like i just i've never like felt that personally um and i just like never really enjoyed the act of working out like for me it was always like oh i like i enjoy listening to podcasts <laughs> like that is a thing that i enjoy uh well maybe while i'm working out but working out is kind of like it, it, it it's kind of a thing that i do where like my brain has not has nothing to do i guess like i i and this is something that i've discovered about myself it's like I always want to give my brain something to be doing, like to be mentally and creatively engaged. Right. This is why I'm a designer is like, I need my like creative mind to be active. And I have always found that working out was just essentially like more or less the same. Like every day is like highly rep repetitive. Obviously you're doing different, like using different machines yeah. and, and things, but it's just like, you're, you know, just, lifting the weights for a bunch of sets and then that's it um and never really felt super engaged so what i had just accepted for the longest time is i'm never gonna like this i this is not something i would like but i think and this is where like things would fall down is i would be like but i'm willing to put up with this activity i, I don't like because i know this is good for me right um but turns out but turns out that is not a great motivator <laughs> yeah that never works uh, so i would always just like drop out like pretty quickly um after this so this time i feel like i'm getting a few boosts <laughs> that are like the you know things are, are are pushing me in the right direction but one change that i've made on my mindset is I've been trying to change because I like before I was like, I hate this because my mind is not engaged during this activity. And I would try to find ways like listening to podcasts and stuff like that to like get me engaged. But I've actually flipped that where now I'm like, I'm treating that time as meditation. Basically as like, yep. no, no, no. The whole point of this is to clear your mind. It is to like get you out of, like being in front of a screen and just force you to be doing nothing in this new environment <laughs> for like an hour and an hour and a half every day. And somehow I feel like that's a small change of, of mindset, but somehow that's, that's made a big difference for me. And I was like, I, I've been like, Oh, now I feel okay. Just being like, Hey, just go there. Just relax. Just, and try to enjoy this as like a meditative experience. <laughs> Am I crazy? <laughs> no, that I mean that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've I felt that uh, when I was going hard and like <laughs> exercising and stuff. 
uh, that was it. It was very much like being inside your head and pushing yourself and being very much in in touch with your own body and limits. Uh, same thing like with running. When you go run for, try running for like two hours, it's a total different game. Like after 30 minutes, your brain is like, all right, stop. All right, you can stop now. All right, please stop. And you just <laughs> have to have this conversation with yourself and never stop. Right. Um, it's, you know, and there's, there's the actual biological component to it. Like when you exercise, your body releases endorphins and that has a like positive feeling like, you know, like morphine so that you can get addicted to the, to it. So then, you know, those people are like, I cannot not work out. Like I need it. Yeah. Cause they're, they, you know, they, they, they got used to, and they got hooked up on the endorphin, I guess. <laughs> Like you feel you feel better when you exercise, and I feel like a lot of people sometimes can exercise the wrong way, like either go too hard and just like feel miserable. And I guess it depends on like what what are you trying to achieve with this exercise. But yeah, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad uh, you're. Yeah, I'm I'm still not good. in the camp, by the way, of like, oh, I, after working out, like I feel so amazing. I mean, I feel good because I'm done, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, is, that is pretty much it for me but it's just like i have found a way to because like i i i got into meditation and like that that is a thing that i'm like yes like i enjoy and that is like a thing that i like doing and so now i've just reframed working out as like hey it's a way to help you meditate and by the way yeah. when you're lifting heavy weights uh, you it's really hard to be thinking about a million other things at the same time so it mm -hmm. just forces me to to focus in that way um so yeah and i'm still not like oh like i'm not working out today i will feel terrible like no i won't yeah, yeah <laughs> no yeah. i won't but it'll uh, be years until we get there <laughs> oh, okay okay yeah maybe i never got that. there really i just know <laughs> that i feel good but i didn't feel bad when i didn't exercise if that made sense <laughs> uh also exercise by the way, great way to, to address depression and stuff. Like, especially in these times. And I know it sounds like when you're feeling down or whatever, the last thing you want to do is like exercise. <laughs> it feels like work and it's just bad. But if you get through, if you push through that initial thing of like, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to go out for a run or whatever. If you if you are able to pass, to get through that, you will feel better. Like, that's also a great way mm -hmm. to, to, to try to address that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And especially these days, right? Like, if I'm not going yeah. to the gym, I'm likely not going anywhere <laughs> and just watching yeah. TV. <laughs> um, so this is this is good. Yeah. It's obviously an additional risk, right? Because remember, everyone, like, COVID's still around. <laughs> um, yeah. Like Our gyms are still closed, by the way. Right. All the exercise I've been and, doing is... And here, it's like you we wipe every machine before using it and after using it and stuff. Mm -hmm. People do it mostly okay everyone's wearing masks obviously the whole time um it, like i'm not gonna lie like i i think it, it's definitely a risk uh, and who knows like maybe they they will close again <laughs> i don't know um uh, but but anyway so i just wanted to bring this up in case i mean this is a podcast i'm sure we have plenty of other fellow nerds <laughs> listening to this um i don't know if this can help anyone or you know who who were where i was to be frank honestly probably like i would have listened to this and i would have been like that's total, total bullshit uh anyways so who knows but uh i did think this was a, it's a positive change of mindset i know the 
the past experience is stacked against me here. So <laughs> it is way more against likely all odds. that I will not still be working on it in like six months. <laughs> Let's say. Uh, who knows? I'm going to try my best. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah it's been an, an interesting change on my end. And so on that note, so I'm bringing all this up as sort of like the, the prelude to um, we use the stationary bikes and I got for the first time to actually really use uh, Apple Fitness Plus and try one of the workout videos. Like I know obviously they have other workouts that you could do at home, um, yeah. but I tried with the the stationary bike, and cool. um, I posted about it on Instagram, just like that. that oh, I did I miss it. this. And uh, and yeah, we got and a, a listener, a listener, Christina. Uh, reached out on Instagram and she was like, I have been dying to hear you guys sharing fitness plus experience on layout. Looking forward to hear oh, no. your review on the show. So I'm I sorry, thought Christina. maybe we could talk about it a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Have right? you have so, you tried it? Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've used it like semi regularly. I think I've been better, but still around, let's say I average like two workouts a week. Nice. Um, but I also like I also go for runs and stuff. Of course, I don't use it when I go for a run. But uh, yeah, and but uh, Deborah, like Debs, she's been doing a yoga workout in the morning, like every single day for the past I don't know how many weeks, like a month for the past month. And so she she's used it a lot more than I have. And I I saw that you had this uh, note here, so I asked her. Well, first I asked her if she wanted to be on a show and share what you know a review. She didn't want that. Uh, she's not interested <laughs> in that. But I asked some questions, so I also got like her perspective on this. Um, yeah, she she would just share what we like and what we don't like and whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. I really like the integration with everything. If you're into the Apple ecosystem, that's great. Like it's on Apple Watch. Uh, we use it a lot. Like at home, we use it primarily on the Apple TV. Uh, we just push like this thing, the table around it, put a yoga mat, and we do it here. Um, we like i love the trainers i feel like there's a lot like they really do let their personality shine through their workouts yeah. uh and if you grow used to to some of them like you can you know what kind of workout is with bakari or you know with like you can tell you you kind of know what you're in for which is really cool um i like the diversity of like workouts but to be honest i only use Strength training, uh, hit workouts, uh, yoga, like because we don't have again gyms are closing, we don't have access to like machines or machines or anything, like stationary bikes or treadmills or anything like that. So you know, just just beware. That's my only surface area of ex experience. Um, things that I feel like they could improve is very often like I have no clue what kind of workout. Uh, like what kind of let's say I want to do a strength workout and I'm interested in working upper body or something like that it's really hard to pick workouts that just target uh, upper body like mm. you kind of have to select a bunch and read through the description and try to understand what kind of exercises it has um, so it's really hard like sometimes I don't want to do legs because <laughs> my legs are on fire already I, you know Bakari Jesus <laughs> um, so so that would be nice Um and also, uh, like, it's really hard to 
determine the level of intensity of any given workout. Like, is this for more for beginners? Right. And you can get some of that by reading the description, but it's not super obvious. Um, what else? Let's see. I made some notes from Deb's experience. Uh, she likes the variation on like the, there's different durations. You can pick 10 or 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, she likes the trainers. Um, she likes that, that she can pretty much do every workout, right? Like they have all the, the little variants on the exercises, you know, like there's always someone doing a, a variation, like maybe an easier one or someone else doing a harder one. Mm-hmm. So it feels like you can always follow along. Um, so that's, that's great. And, uh, yeah, she likes the diversity, the personality in the trainers, um, it's still a bit buggy, the apps, hmm. like even the, the, like the little indicator telling you like, you've done this workout in the past is not super reliable. Um, <laughs> right. also if we like change users on the Apple TV, so I said that she just did a workout and now I want to do one myself. Um, like it doesn't refresh the state. So I'll see like the workouts that she has done as checked and not the ones I've done. I kind of have to like restart the app. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's it. Also more content for her. I mentioned that she's been doing a yoga workout every day. Yeah. They don't do produce those, uh. they don't produce those like as fast enough. <laughs> so <laughs> she's, she had to repeat a couple, but I think that's, that's fair. Um, so yeah, it's fun. I honestly, I don't have any experience with other like video workouts services. So I never use really Peloton or any of those. Um, well, I did use a couple of the some of the nike ones mm. so it's been fun only only the one time i've used it outside because i went actually this week uh monday i went out for a run but it turns out my knee was like hurting so i ran 1k and i was like i can't do this and on my way back i was like you know what i'm outside the day is beautiful i'm at the park so i had my phone with me so i just put a hit workout and i just exercised outside which was fun was nice cool. yeah also all the like they 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 put big emphasis in the music component yes Um, this is something that i wanted to to call out because i have also never used uh like other services for this mm -hmm. but to me the biggest competitor is i just watch a training video on youtube (laughs) and that's (laughs) one of the biggest differences that i've seen is uh fitness plus has real songs (laughs) And it sounds silly, but like having real songs is so much more motivating to me than having just like random kind of, I, I don't, I was going to say like, it, like stock music, but I don't know if that's, that's really what Yeah. Means, like but. license free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, what about you? How do you think? What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you hit on a lot of good points. Uh, generally speaking, I think I'm going maybe like less detailed than you, but um, generally speaking, I don't think this is worth the money. <laughs> like, I you can definitely get extremely similar uh, uh, videos on YouTube for free. Like, you're not going to get the songs, but you can get like 99% of the way there, <laughs> it seems like. But if you are sp- going to spend the money... I think it, like there are some advantages and there are some things that are cool about it. I love having the songs. Um, the I think the integrations with the watch is nice. Um, I think it's cool like how they bring up like the 
like some timers and stuff like that that just like kind of show the up burn on the screen, bar. like the burn bar like there's some interactive yeah. things that are cool are they gimmicks yes but like they i think they contribute to making the experience fun it's shot really well yes <laughs> and i think that yeah, we should is talk about that actually. that is just like it's a small thing but it's a just general overall quality and it's that's not to say that the YouTube videos have bad quality, but I, I would say generally speaking, it's like someone filming in their living room. Uh, this is like the studios look really, really nice. <laughs> um, and I also think the personalities of the the trainers are really great. I'm sure you can find trainers with really great personalities on on YouTube too. But I did find that if you're if you're not going to be like super invested in tr trying to like find who are great people to follow on YouTube, Fitness Plus, like you can just go there and find some great, <laughs> uh, some great trainers on there. So I did the training with uh, Tyrell and super awesome. <laughs> so motivating, like so good. Really enjoyed it. One thing that did that bothered me actually is, and, <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Like they, they all have sort of like their specialty, but I'm like, okay, I did this, uh, um, you know, cycling workout with Tyrell. I'm like, I want to do another, like other kinds of training with this trainer because mm -hmm. I really enjoyed like his energy, but he only does cycling workouts. Like he doesn't do anything else. Like, <laughs> surely like i get that there's like okay you want an expert to be doing you know showing you something but yeah but like surely this guy can do more than just cycling workouts <laughs> so it's i don't know just like the, yeah <laughs> I, so there's some you can find some overlap like i i found trainers who would do a hit and also a strength training okay uh, so and also like be featured yeah. in like a yoga thing as like one of the in the background, background right? ones yeah. yeah but so i've seen some some overlap like that which has been fun but but yeah usually a trainer has a specialty which i think it's fair like at least at some gyms that i've been in the past usually you would have the coach who would specialize on whatever but fair point you kind of you kind of want to like follow along with this trainer yeah like i'm like i feel trainer. like this person is like a person that i've enjoy and i feel like their energy is is a good match i would like to have more diversity of like workouts for each person or just have more people and maybe this is the way that they they want to scale it but like it, i kept wanting to have a hey just show me whatever workouts this person is doing but no i have to be like oh go into cycling and then into cycling then i can filter the three people who do cycling things um yeah fair enough uh, I'm going to share, uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes, this uh, article in Men's Health magazine. They, they had an exclusive inside look at the, the Fitness Plus studio. So you can see some of the behind the scenes, how they shoot that. And it's been, it's it's great. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, it's not like, you know, if you move the camera a little bit, you can see behind the scenes, it's all like, ah, kind of janky. No, everything is immaculate. <laughs> everything is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's great. also one thing. Every time, well, every time I say this, like I watch videos all the time, but I would love to have a gym like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an Apple store for, for gyms would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like if only all gyms looked like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, overall. Cool. Again, I feel like it's, it's not optimizing value for money, but like, so you're obviously paying a premium, but if you're 
willing to pay that premium. I think there there are some like really nice things about this. Cool. Okay. There you go, Christina. I hope that <laughs> helps. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, cool. Okay. What else can we talk about? I saw you posted on Twitter about a new yeah. update you made to Hand Mirror. Right. Yeah, I've been tweeting. I've been an, I've been annoying on Twitter. Uh, I want to. This is going to be super nerdy. I might move this to the end of the show. But God, I just I had this bug in Hand Mirror that has been going on for so long, and where the camera would sometimes turn on in the background, and you <laughs> see the light in your webcam, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" And then if you were if you didn't like burn your computer because you you're scared that people are spying on you, and if you try to see is this hand mirror, you would see that yep, the camera is already on in the hand mirror. That's it. Um, it's been scaring people. I, you know, it's all been awful. But I could never reliably reproduce it, so I could never really fix it. So I just did, I just refactored pretty much all of the code, <laughs> um, and I, I did some things that I suspect that it might be it. I just removed some observers. By the way. Um, I always forget to do that. <laughs> and so I think that will probably help. Um, but anyway, as I was doing that, one thing that was on my like low-hanging fruits of things to implement was a right-click on the icon to go directly to the drop-down menu with options and inputs and stuff. Pretty obvious, right? Um, but just to implement this thing, this thing, it was super interesting to see how the different facets of my like different hats that i was wearing as a like side project i'm doing it all so i had the designer rafa i had a programmer rafa and i had the right. product manager rafa very important one in this in this call it was fascinating to see how like who would win <laughs> and product manager rafa is the one who dictates everything uh so th- in this case, the project manager is not really like managing um, uh, budget and like how much money you have to spend on these things. It's more like your your currency is motivation level. Um, and I was like, all right, I know that I want to right click on this uh, icon and get the menu. So first thing I try to do is I create this menu, which by the way I had already created in for the drop down menu mm-hmm. uh, b- a button. And just on right click, assign the menu to the to this menu bar item, um, because APIs, whatever, because just whatever for reasons. <laughs> if you give this menu item a menu, it just says, "All right, this is a menu." So if you click on me, you'll get a menu, right? Regardless if it's left click or right click or whatever. Right. So if I if I give assigned it a menu. I would lose the ability to trigger. And if you were to do something really simple, like what you want this icon to do is just show a menu, that would be fine, (laughs) right? Right. That would be super easy. It's like, cool, perfect. Like I want to show menu. Here's the menu. There you go. And a lot of drop down, a lot of the menu bar items, like that's what they trigger, like trigger volume, trigger Bluetooth, trigger. It's just a, yeah, that's usually what you get, what you want from one of those items. So that's fine, but that's not what I want. So, so I couldn't give this item a menu. So I was like, all right, what if I don't give it a menu? I just listen for right for clicks. And if it's a right click, then quickly assign it a menu. Mm. <laughs> and then try to, like, surely there's got to be an API to say, hey, you have a menu. Hmm. So programmatically open the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, that API, that call has been deprecated on, on Big Sur. 
So I could not use that. So I can't programmatically open a menu. Interesting. So, yeah, very interesting and frustrating. Ugh. At this point, designer Rafa was like, oh, my God, this is awful. We have to do it. Programmer Rafa was like, oh, I don't want to do it. And product manager Rafa was very nervous. Like, oh, my God, how hard is this going to be? Do we have the budget? Do we have the motivation budget to do this? Um, <laughs> but designer Rafa was like, heck no. Like, we have to do this. Okay. So after a couple hours, uh, I, I found out that if on, I, again, listen for clicks. If it's a right click, give it a menu and s- like simulate a click. Right, like pretend that someone clicked on you item, and that uh, because okay, now so you that have it a menu, the menu, right? It triggers the menu. Okay, I see. So that worked, but if I assigned it on mouse down, which is what you want, by the way, that's how Mac OS works. If mm. you right click on an item, it's on mouse down. You get a little pop up, right? Uh, context menu or mm. something, uh, not a mouse up. Yeah, because you can so, click and then just drag down and let it go. Exactly, and it will pick the item. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if some people know this, but like in the original Macintosh, and I think for a while, that's how you navigate drop-down menus, by the way. Right. You would click and hold the mouse down and then with your arrow navigate the cursor to the item you want. And then on release, it would select it. And by the way, you can still do this, although I would bet that's not how most people do it. You just click, you know, like mouse down and up, and then it stays open for you to click again. Anyway. So this behavior exists right now. If you right-click on something and hold it, you can navigate to something, and then when you release, when hovering on an option, it would trigger the option. Anyway, um, so I was like, again, on mouse down, do this. But the problem is, if you on mouse down, uh, give it a menu, simulate a click, effectively on mouse up again, it would get out of sync with the clicks. Mm. So the highlight state would be off. Right. Okay. Because you right, you mouse down, you simulate another click, which is a click is like down and up, and all of a sudden you do up and like out of sync. So we would get weird, unreliable um, behavior on that, and so it was very frustrating. So I was like, okay, if I do this on mouse up, it works reliably. So programmer Rafa was like, all right, this is good. This is good. It's fine. It's acceptable. Project manager Rafa was like, yep, fine, ship it. We're done. <laughs> Designer Rafa was like, heck no. This is not how Mac works, Mac OS works. This is unacceptable. I tried doing other things. I even sent you, actually, right after we recorded mm-hmm. last week's episode, I sent you a little screen grab in where instead of doing this, this is before I realized you can assign a menu. Um, I was doing like a context thing. So if I right-click on the icon, the, pop-o- the popover would appear right below the cursor and not below the item mm-hmm. which is also totally unacceptable but at that point there was the project manager Rafa saying hey Kevin <laughs> is this acceptable can we ship this um, you said no so <laughs> thanks for that um, anyway so after hours I think it was around six hours and by the way I have a job like <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this like overnight um, at this point project manager Rafa was like this is acceptable programmer was like Please do. Designer was like, oh, I don't know. And that's when I tweeted. Like, after six hours, I finally got this right click to work. And it was working. But then people on Twitter, um, lovely people, said, oh, by the way, yeah, I did something similar. And I remember there was a pain in the ass to do it on mouse uh, down and not up. This is how I did it, by the way. And I was like, crap. Now, I know that it's possible <laughs> to do it on mouse down. There's more hacks. Huh. Um 
And so I spent another, I would say, like another night. Uh, this was over the weekend at this point, just spending more and more hours to to do it on mouse down proper. And there's a lot going on, um, but but I but I did it. <laughs> nice. And what was the what was the hack to make it work? So the way to do this was long story short, and I can share the code if you're interested. Um, on mouse down, instead of like assigning it assigning the menu to the item um uh like simulating a click and all of that uh what i was what i'm doing is i'm creating a button frame on top of the item there i'm i i'm doing the click on that item on top so it 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 eliminates that problem with like the highlighted state so i'm technically not clicking on the item i'm clicking on this frame that i'm putting on top in hmm. the click of that item similar to click on the other one okay so i'm creating like a barrier a shield <laughs> an invisible shield on top of it to to process that click and then send the click back to the item to trigger the menu and by the way when i close i have to extend the like menu did close so then when i close i remove the menu from the item so okay. that next time you yeah, click yeah, with yeah. the left click it still works <laughs> anyway <Wow. laughs> stupid this is stupid <laughs> this is so stupid but i did it and i've also finally updated the description for the app that finally makes sense i added an app preview video to the app store i'm really curious nice. to see how that will affect things um i added some keywords that make sense before i just had like camera menu bar <laughs> webcam and now i do stuff like zoom and meet and google whatever and right. uh, teams so just to see how that I'm cu- really curious to see how that will affect things. But nice. Anyway, that's awesome. I think uh, you should have totally done a uh, a video for that update where you like t- take people through the the process of product manager Rafa and designer Rafa and developer Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no I can do a reenactment of this situation. I, I really think you should. My head. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I think it will go viral. <laughs> okay, I I might do that if you do it. It'll be real funny. <laughs> And you can okay. you can make like you should like change what you're wearing like for design yeah. and <laughs> Rafa and be like super cliche. That would be uh-huh. hilarious. Uh yeah, I, I feel yeah, uh, developers in my team and it's like, managers like <laughs> it's like time to sh- to ship this update, six hours. Time to <laughs> shoot, re- record and edit this video. Twenty four <laughs> hours. Uh-huh. Now you know me. My videos don't take longer than 10 minutes. Top. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, thanks for listening to this. I just needed to vent because holy crap. Love it. And now people know that you're not spying on them secretly. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, if you still see the bug, you know, it's possible. But because again, I never found the actual bug. I just cleaned it up, cleaned the code up and hope that that fixes it. Anyway, so next time you right click on that icon, think about me. Um, and just, you know, for a second and say, yep, all right. You know what? It was worth it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love the update description. <laughs> I think you had, like, you, you talk about what the issue is. Uh, and you were saying, like, uh, one, uh, I <laughs> I would never do that. Like, I, I, I would feel horrible about doing this. Two, I'm impressed that <laughs> you think I'm good enough <laughs> to uh-huh. be able to do this. Because I was, was so desperate. So funny. I was so desperate because people were like writing reviews saying, this app is spying on me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't blame you thinking that. 
like I understand, right. like because it's pretty it's pretty easy to pin down, like to to narrow it down, like oh, it's Henry that's mm-hmm. doing this. Um, so you know, I don't blame them, but at the same time, I was like, Jesus! Like I, I remember that someone wrote a review, and that person, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Whoa, what what a what a what an angel! Someone wrote a review saying, by the way. You know, like great app, yada yada, it's great. And by the way, for people saying that it's spying you, I had like Charles listening for for like network requests and stuff. And I can tell you that like I looked into it, and this it's not sending any data anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so as like you were saying, I d- I did add to the description of the app. So I'm going to read it. It says this app does not record, collect, or send your data anywhere for three reasons. Number one. There's absolutely no need. It's just a feed of your own web camera. Number two, I wouldn't do that. That's just creepy. And number three, and most importantly, I don't even have the programming skills to do that. Seriously. <laughs> but thanks for thinking that I did. It means a lot. <laughs> so, but you know, no one reads that. That's at the end of the description. I read it. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks. It was so funny. Yeah. It was so perfect. Anywho, um, cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Nice. Uh, well, good job on uh, shipping. I, I need to hire product yeah. manager Rafa for my side projects. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'll gladly take that. I'll, I'll put my hat. I'll have a dedicated hat to that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I can help you ship all merch apps idea. That I'm sure, <laughs> are ninety percent there. And you just need like I'm using an app that you built, like the the widget thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still use it, dude. I've been tracking like how. How many days till my baby is born Ooh. with this app? Oh, that's nice. Se- 75 days, by the way, is the answer. That's cool. Sweet. I, th- that makes me think I should probably... <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think what would be funny is I should set a countdown until this beta expires <laughs> on my, on my <laughs> phone <laughs> to uh-huh. motivate me to... I, I think at this point I should just push it out to, to the store and just... I think so, it too. And just like make I've, it free you know, and just is there you can use it if you want yeah i think so too because um, yeah i i was i thought about this the other day i was like oh yeah like i kind of submitted a, a, another bill like last time it expired but now i feel like it's i probably asked you for close. one yeah, yeah. you like yeah i, got <laughs> I think it. it's probably close for expiring again so really really need let's to see. look into this i can give you i can give you a day <laughs> uh so let's see uh until Expires in twenty seven days. Uh, so there you go. There you go. So I have, See, I have a bit realistically, Kevin, you need one weekend, <laughs> an entire weekend. You don't go to the lot. gym Friday night. <laughs> one weekend. Cool, 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 cool. So, do you want to tell us about a productivity tip for the Mac this week? Yeah, we we haven't talked about this in a while. We said it's going to be a recurring segment, but then we just didn't. <laughs> we just never did it. <laughs> uh, wait, we had a we had a jingle. Actually, I forget the jingle. <laughs> We had a jingle. Mac productivity shortcut of the week. Okay, so I want to talk to you about spaces. Uh, space. Uh, do I sound like Adam Driver? It's the thing on that movie. Is in is it space? And no, I don't know. I've never seen this. Anyway, it's it's a joke here. Um, <laughs> I want to talk to you about spaces. Uh, <laughs> space. If you do not know what spaces are. Uh, Kevin, how would you describe spaces as a feature on a Mac? That's a good question. It's like if you imagine your like your screen, your entire desktop as being mm-hmm. like a desk, 
right on your computer uh that's that's like this digital desk spaces Mm -hmm. is saying hey what if you had more desks (laughs) and Mm -hmm. they're digital they're entirely digital right so it's like I can have these five windows on my first desk, but I can also create a second digital desk where I can put other windows into. Does that seem yeah. roughly about yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was great. It's um, it's still your same desktop. So if you have files in your desktop, the files are still there. But like like Kevin said, you can have different windows in different spaces yeah and uh, different wallpapers and also, <laughs> different wallpapers yeah there you go which, which is the thing i actually don't use that often but sometimes it's nice uh yeah and you can navigate between spaces or i guess create the first or the second space by uh, triggering mission control is it or expose you know it's still mission control right but i never message. know the difference between the two <laughs> No, it's the same, um, but they just renamed it, okay. I think, or added a couple of features. Anyway, when you see all the windows, um, at the top, you see, <laughs> it does, uh, you see something that probably says desktop one, and then they have a, like a plus sign on the corner, top right corner. Anyway, that's how you create a new space, and it gives you another space, and it's probably called desktop one, desktop two, desktop three. Uh, actually, I think you can rename these. Oh, really? Can you? Can you rename space? No. Uh <laughs> So the way to navigate between these things, if you have like a trackpad or a magic mouse or whatever, use I use two fingers, swipe from left to right to switch between spaces. You can also go, you know, expose or mission control and then pick the space uh, up. And there's a keyboard shortcut that I was pretty convinced it was control and arrows, but for some reason that's not working. Can you try any yours? Am I, did I change this? Control arrow. Oh yeah, it's working. Oh, there you go. I'm, I might have like changed that or assigned a new, because I never use that. I might have assigned a new keyboard shortcut for that. But anyway, so you have a lot of different ways to navigate between these two. And you might, you might ask, why the hell would you want to do that? Like, what, what's, what, what, what's the advantage? Um, if you manage, like, if you care about where you have your windows, your apps, <laughs> um, for me, it's super useful to just create dedicated spaces for different types of work. Uh, like right now, I'm looking at my computer and I have the one browser window with just our Google Meet chat so I can see Kevin. I have another uh, browser window with a bunch of like links and stuff. I have Apple Fitness Plus and stuff that here that we've been talking about. I have a window with the uh, notes, with our show notes. I have another window with with uh, Audio Hijack. And anyway, I have a bunch of windows dedicated for this for the thing I'm doing now, which is recording this podcast. I also always have a space for just like, I have Figma. I have, I like to have the, I use music and not Spotify. I know, but I have the music's mini player, which is see the album art and you can even put the lyrics on. And I like to have that in a little corner. Um, and I have like windows, like uh, SF symbols or whatever else, but usually like a big Figma window in the middle. And so it's really easy for me to switch context. Like I have Figma, uh, a space with Figma, and then I swipe over and I see Slack and I see browser window. And that's where I talk to people. And I also, if I'm coding, like anything coding related, I usually have a space dedicated for that when I have like Xcode pretty big or like Nova or a browser window, whatever it is. And that's been super helpful for me to just, you know, not have to, hide and close a bunch of windows or have all that stuff uh pile piling up so that way i can keep separate like computer desktops um optimized for whatever thing is i'm doing so i've been using this since my first mac 
uh, and that's just how I've been using Macs since forever. And uh, yeah, sometimes I wonder how like how how, how useful or how common is is this um, for people? Like, I wonder how many people use Spaces at all. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't actually use it all that much. It's, I wish I was organized enough to use it, but I always find myself in a situation where it's just a total mess. And so then mm-hmm. I'll click on something and then I'll like switch over the space and I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I just want that window with all of the rest of the windows that I'm using right now. And so I'm like dragging stuff around between the spaces and like ends up being more hassle than it's worth for me. But mm-hmm. I think it's more, you should use this if you have specific modes that you want to switch between and that you're being pretty intentional about. If you're a bit of a mess like me and you just have like hundreds of windows everywhere, uh, like s- splitting them up amongst spaces is not necessarily going to help. <laughs> you have yeah, to no, do the organization, enough. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty particular about window sizes and like where I put my windows, um, like position coordinates on the screen. Hmm. Uh, and I, I use a lot of like the big window in the middle and then a bunch of like little small windows mm. around. Um, so like I mentioned Figma and I like my primary one, I have either a browser window or Slack or whatever in the middle. And then around I have messages in the top, uh, in the bottom left corner. I have Twitter usually open in the top right. Um, I have music in the top left. So I just, I just created these spaces that I always expect or rely on apps being there. So that's been... Like not having to, let's say I have a browser window with Twitter open, but then if I want to Figma, like it completely changes my whole thing. Hmm. Um, that that's pretty disruptive for my workflow. So that's that's probably like a reason why I rely heavily on this. Um, yeah, cool. Do you have a shortcut of the week, Kevin? Nice, I do. Yeah, mine are keyboard text replacements. So you you get to this by going into System Preferences, clicking on Keyboard, and then select the Text option. Um, and here, basically, you kind of get a list of text that you can replace by something else. So like when I type dash dash, it automatically replaces it with an M dash. Um, I have a whole bunch of these. And I probably should have more, honestly. Like, you can add as many as you want. Uh, but some that are super uh, useful for me is I do the, for example, like, if I do dash and then the uh, greater than sign, it turns it mm-hmm. into the UTF arrow. Like, I use mm-hmm. that all the time, like, in my notes. Um, I have some replacements for the uh, bullet character and the mid dot <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. There are UTF characters. I know. I think there there are keyboard shortcuts for these. I never remember what the weird keyboard shortcut is for those things. So I can just like type something, and you can use. There's different uh, conventions you can use. Like you can use semicolon and then some text, or sometimes I do different ways of like typing it that makes sense. Um, I've also I also have some of the uh, Slack. Uh, emoji notation like with the uh, like colon like tada colon mm-hmm. thing so whenever i'm in a space that doesn't have the slack auto completions i can still find the tada very quickly although now it's less necessary because you can search the little like emoji dialogue mm-hmm. um 
I have also I have things. Oh, this one I don't even know if it's if it's still a thing anymore. But remember, I think back in the days, like on Twitter, if you started a tweet with an at sign, it would just be a reply to that person, right? And so it wouldn't yeah. show up on your timeline. So I, I set, so what people would do is they would do like a like a dot at the person's mm-hmm. name. Um, and that's fine. Like that's what people were using, but that's kind of ugly. So I made one that whenever I type dot at, it replaces it with a hairline space and the <laughs> at nice. sign. So it's like a tiny, like little space that you don't really see. And that way I was able to just like start a tweet with an at sign and have it be a normal tweet. Um, have I think you posted on Twitter the trademark sign TM. Yeah. I have just like parenthesis TM and it just does it. I have one for my email address because believe it or not, some website don't autocorrect complete, uh, correctly. Totally. So I do at at big one. and it just puts in my email address. Uh, I have, <laughs> I don't use them that often, but have all of the uh, Apple Pay, uh, Apple TV, Apple Watch, that autocomplete with like the little like Apple symbol. <laughs> nice. uh, I also have iPhone 10R and iPhone 10S with the little like squared letter. <laughs> like a small caps. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's great. It's it, like it's in a box and everything. Like looks super nice. Oh, nice. Um, cool. the, believe, it, or, believe it or not, there's a UTF character for that. Uh, I have things like OMW corrects to on my way. <laughs> When I'm in a, yeah. Actually, I'm in a I think rush. that's default. That might be that, default. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have a whole bunch of these, and they're so useful. So highly recommend that people uh, check those out and use them. Totally. Uh, I plus one that recommendation. The reason why I don't rely a lot on these is because I remember a time before this was a feature uh, and before I started using Text Expander for a lot of these snippets. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then just carried over now to my Alfred uh, snippets. They're pretty much the same. They just give you a little bit more flexibility if you want. Like you can expand a snippet and then place a cursor like in a particular spot or something. Um, just you can give, get a little bit more. Uh, but the good thing about this particular, like the built-in snippet, is that it will sync with your iOS devices. So all of these shortcuts, you can apply them on your phone so kevin mentioned the the tm like the trademark thing um on the mac i actually don't use the shortcut because that you can do option uh two for, for that but on ios you can't so i still have that i'm looking at it right now uh stuff that i rely on and it's harder to access on on ios so good stuff all right you know what i was gonna give you another one but i'm gonna save this for next week because yeah, it's always a struggle okay cool by the way, so next week, my Mac productivity shortcut of the week will feature a thing by Jessica Hish. Ooh. So. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, recommendations before we go? Yes. Real quick. Okay. Let me start. Uh, my recommendation is a video game this week. Here we go again. Um, <laughs> so I've, Debs and I, we both are into gaming although we approach it from very different uh, perspectives. <laughs> She's really into like online stuff and like she, she plays a lot of League of Legends all the time. And I'm more for like single player experiences and stuff, usually on the PlayStation. Uh, but every once in a while, like we really like to play a good co-op game. 
like a couch co-op game. And there's not a lot of those. Hmm. And usually the ones that are, especially like if they're new and original, they're probably like indie games. And it's 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 more for like the novelty of maybe they have interesting gameplay or something. Usually don't get a lot of big budget, big studio games dedicated for co-op. Um, but there's this new game that came out not that long ago. I think it's pretty recent. It's, it's called uh, It Takes Two. Um, and it does take two to play it. And it's a game of like EA games. And there's like a bunch of voice actors that I do recognize. And the, the graphics look really good for the type of game it is. It's like, wow, this looks like a real game, like a good AAA game, but for couch co-op. Like that's hmm. rare. So it was like a nice surprise because we're always in a lookout for good co-op, uh, couch co-op games. And to just to give you a quick, like overview what the game is it's like the story is about this uh married couple that the, actually they're going like through a divorce they're not doing well and the, the they have a child and um it's about the struggle of like the kid and what happens is like because magic the parents are transported into like they, they get transformed into like little like toys hmm. um and they have to like work together uh co-op to whatever it's like a platformer Super interesting, like, gameplay. You get a bunch of, like, little uh, tastes of, like, different genres of game. So a level can be more like a, a shooter. Another level is more classic platformer. Um, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a mix of uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in Toy Story. Because <laughs> like, your little toys and right. everything is, like, in the kid's room and everything is huge. And, like, the scale is all, all, all off. And it's super fun. It's really fun the way it's written. And um, it's... Like co-op games are sometimes tricky to find a good balance because sometimes the two players are not at the same skill. Yeah, one maybe it's better at video games than the other one, and that can be. It's very easy to make that not fun for anyone, especially like Mm. if you're competing one against the other. Um, This managed to be super approachable without being like too easy for one or too hard for another. Mm. It's like it 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 somehow managed to create a good. good balance and difficulty level so i would say even if you're not a gamer i would say if you're just like barely familiar with in this i've been playing on the playstation i'm I'm sure there's available it's available on other platforms but if you're just barely familiar with whatever platform you're you're playing on you can get by It's, it's very approachable and fun and so we've been playing it like once a day let's say we play like 40 minutes for an hour a day and uh it's been super fun we've been playing the whole week so nice to recommend that sounds really cool to yeah yeah i feel like that's the sort of game i'd be into so i think so yeah try it pretty nice cool so my recommendation recommendation. yeah my recommendation this week is the surge jogger from lululemon this is a pair of pants lululemon (laughs) why is that funny that i got um for working out uh mostly and I tried a whole bunch of pants before settling on this one. Uh, I love them. Uh, the fit is great for, for me, but there's a couple features about it that I think make it make them really good. First, pockets have zippers, so useful for when you're working out. But no, nice. not only that, they have inset, inside there's these like little, I don't know how you call them, like it's sort of like mesh pockets. Uh, yeah for keys and stuff exactly there's on one side has like a airpods sized pocket 
and the nice. other one has an iPhone sized pocket. And what's good about these is like, so they're pockets inside of your pockets. <laughs> and what's good about these is, uh, those pockets are like really kind of like tight, like close to your leg. And so, mm-hmm. That means that when you're like running or moving, you don't have like your phone or your keys or your AirPods like jumping up and down <laughs> as you're moving. So they stay like close to your body. There's also at the at the back, there's this sort of like long wide pocket that That's great for keys. That is gr- a great spot for keys. That is a great spot. And it's it's not just like a, a hole, it's a, actually like a fold. So like the nice. the band like around the the waist kind of like folds over and then you can kind of like open that up to access the the pocket which makes it very secure and you have this nice like long big pocket that you can use in the back and it doesn't get in the way if you don't want to use it then it's like out of you know you don't really notice that it that it's there at all um it also has like a little like line like little like strip reflection strip so in case you're doing something in the dark i'm not who cares but it's there uh and there's a zipper so like you can open the the zipper like sometimes the the leg opening is a little bit tight so you can uh, open it for me it's not really a problem but it's just like a overall like really nice the the fabric is great It, it it's not warm at all it it feels like it's, um, I don't think it's necessarily waterproof, but it feels like it, it repeals any, like, <laughs> water or anything like that. It's great. Um, so, yeah, big fan of these pants. I've been using them uh, a lot lately. Uh, yeah, uh, I love them. Cool. I'm going to, I think I'm going to order a bunch because, uh, like, I, I have a bunch of, uh, like, sweatpants from, from Nike and they're incredibly comfortable, but they're a bit warm. Yeah. So now that it's getting warmer I, I feel like i need a lighter uh cooler pair of pants so i might try these yeah those are great cool They're stuff super small the the only thing that's a bit annoying as i've been because so, so i bought them in store the mm. thing that i found find annoying about the website is there's like three versions of them and i have no idea like which version i have um i don't know there's different there's different sizes and then i think there's different uh leg length or something i don't know anyways so i'm not sure <laughs> which specific size i have but I have one of them all right good stuff uh that's it we, we should go we should go to sleep um <laughs> or in your case dinner uh thanks so much for listening uh you are a lovely listener um you can check our website where we have all the notes for the stuff we mentioned um at layout.fm that's our website you can follow us on twitter at layout.fm and i am at rafahari where i tweet about right click menu bars and you can follow kevin at vernal kick where he he tweets about uh what have you been tweeting (laughs) what do i tweet about (laughs) that's a good question Uh, well recently i've i don't know how i got into this but i've been retweeting uh interesting like ways that designers have adapted their designs based on like international cultural uh markets so been pretty interesting to see what people have been been doing you should follow us we're good followers that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) anyway follow us on twitter uh say hi uh we love you thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week 
Goodbye. Bye. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba.